0: What's up everybody? This is Mr. James O'Neill here, keynote speaker, National Board Certified Math Teacher, and today your podcast host. My mission is targeting mastery for all, empowered by equity for all, through the belief of expectations for who? for all y'all. And if I'm saying y'all, y'all already know where I'm hailing from. It is the South by way of Charlotte, North Carolina, the QC, Queen City. And you know what? I'm super excited that you decided to join me. today. today. All right. So let's get into it. You know, normally when I do a podcast i have a, like a script and i go off of a script and you know there's some ideas that i put on paper today i'm just going off of the top of the dome today and i want to just reflect with you as you listen to me as i talk about teaching through a pandemic you listen y'all like today it's going to be however it comes out because i am full of emotion. I'm full of reflection in this moment as I think about the past almost two years of working through a pandemic and teaching through it. You know, as I'm sitting here, I'm thinking about the very first time we got a case in the United States. You know, when you looked at the TV and you saw what was happening over in Asia and you were like, OK, that's their problem. You know, internally, though my I never said this out my mouth, I was like, wow, that's that's crazy what's happening over there. You, 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 you in your mind, you're like. That's over there. That could never be over here. And then we get our first case here and you're like, okay, oh, well. And then the cases go up and they go up and they go up. And in March of 2020, you're going home and, you know, well, I know in my heart, we are not coming back to school. And so I just remember leaving and knowing that we're not coming back, it, does, it just doesn't make any sense. I don't even, I don't even know how they're going to make this work. There were so many plans, like we will come in for a half day and we will leave and um, parents will get their stuff, students would get their stuff. It was just like crazy pandemonium um, when it was like, we're not coming back to this place. And so I remember going and that first two weeks when we were all home, the district decided like nobody we don't know what people have you know the inequities came to a whole new level like who has wi-fi and who has chromebooks and who has this and who has that and who can who's able to eat and and who has meals and and it was just a whole bunch of stuff happening all at once a whole bunch of questions like who has what and i remember sitting there and was like well these questions really wasn't raised before this and what an amazing thing that we're asking like who has what right now and so we got chromebooks out to students we got wi-fi hotspots out to students and i remember sitting and making videos at my house of the lessons that we were in we're in march right and so we're preparing um, very soon to take the state test in both my math one and my math eight classes. And I remember saying, well, I'm glad that I started making videos earlier in the year because i've done several speaking engagements throughout the year and so i was away from the classroom for several days because people had booked me side note if you ever want to book me to come speak please send me an email at info at or you can find my website at www.mrjameso'neill.com. just plugging that in right there i would love to partner with your school your district your team to bring mastery for all now back to the story so what what happened was that we began to what i began to think about well i am so glad that i've got some practice with this online video stuff i had created videos in my absence i've done um at the time i was using uh what was i using at the time um edpuzzle i was using edpuzzle at the time and and creating videos and his kids were going through and answering questions so i was kind of used to kind of like Being virtual, you know, I'm not there in the classroom, but I'm leaving work for my kids. And I began to really think about the teachers that had never created a video, that had never really done anything online. You know, our district went to Canvas and not everybody was using Canvas because because at the time it was like you can use whatever you want to use. There was no district norm you know, to communicate with students. And so everybody had to go to Canvas. And so I was thinking like, what about the teachers that had never used Canvas before? What about the teachers that have never recorded a video lesson before? What about all the teachers that didn't know anything about Edpuzzle or Nearpod or... Or at the time I was using Floop EDU, where I was having the kids upload their work and I would leave comments like all these tech tools that I had discovered down through all the PDs that I went to and the time that I presented, I was just like, what about all those teachers that do not know this world exists? And I began to feel sorrow for all the teachers And then those students that did not have someone that was tech literate. At that moment, and you you really saw the inequities as a um 30, I was 37, 36, 37 at the time, you know, as a um veteran teacher, but still you know, young enough to know the trends and everything like that. I could easily adapt, but but teachers that kind of been in this thing for a while that have their system that have you know, our workbooks (laughs) and our binders full of stuff. We know what we're about to teach, we know what we're about to say. We have binders upon binders of binders and though there has been change we create a system that that will alleviate some of all the work that we do in the classroom and so my heart went out to those teachers because life y'all life got stressful i remember the first two weeks And, you know, I'm just going on the top of my head today. I'm just flowing and reflecting. And y'all are here with me because I know you have stories, too. I would love to hear your stories. I would love to hear your stories. Email me, info at MrJamesO'Neal.com. You know, and I, I remember just sitting and thinking for the first two weeks, the district told the kids that, well, first of all, they told us that we had to review, that nothing that in those first two weeks would be a grade. Now, what happens when you tell kids this is not a grade. <laughs> They're not doing it. I don't really care. Like, and I'm not speaking for all kids. And what happens when you say you don't necessarily have to show up? Attendance is not mandatory. This work is not mandatory. The district instructed us to give review stuff that would that had already been done, so that we can get kids on a computer with Wi-Fi access. And and so it was like, okay. So um, when you say that. What do kids do? They don't show up. They don't do the work. I remember kids going missing like we'd heard nothing from them. And admin had reached out to the family, knocked on doors, trying to figure out where our students were. Just fell off the face of the earth. And I saw a big issue that our kids were not vested in education. Like if they were given a choice, if they were given a choice, they would be like, deuces, I'm not showing up. I'm not doing this work. It's not relevant to my life. And I begin to see right then and there that we have a greater issue than just Chromebooks. We have a greater issue more than just having Wi-Fi. We have an issue that our kids do not care about the education that they are receiving. And if given a choice, they would clearly walk away. And I remember feeling that and seeing that and knowing that I was on the computer for hours, staring at a screen, creating videos. When we first came back into the new year and we were all virtual. (laughs) like the whole plan A, B and C, all these plans and and rotating kids in and all these things. But I'm talking about just everybody full remote. There were no plans. There were no hybrids, no nothing. Everybody is online. I remember staring at a computer screen for hours, zooming with kids, trying to give them a break, then meeting with kids after the Zoom class. The district giving us this this 30 minute window Per class, even though the classes were an hour, the 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 instruction from leaders saying that, you know, 30 minutes. And I'm just like, well, who how, how, we can barely in the 53 minutes that we have get our curriculum um, done and, and, and the lessons done and things that we don't get finished in that time. How in the world are we going to teach for 30 minutes? So I remember telling myself, like, I'm going to, in the beginning, it takes like five minutes for these kids to log in. Click on the Desmos. Click the Canvas. Click on the link that we're doing today. Make sure they have paper and pencil. Make sure they're all signed in. I dropped the link in the chat. Somebody's saying, what's the link again? Somebody else dropping the link in the chat. Kids getting kicked off. You're asking them, hey, I need to see you after. They're logging out, not listening to anything unresponsive. Can't tell them to turn on a, um, their, their videos on because of reasons of, of privacy and everything like that. So you don't even know who you're teaching. It's a black screen with somebody's name on it. It's, it's so not personable. It's so not tangible to what I'm used to doing and you're burnt out because you're emailing y'all I know I'm going in I'm sorry you're emailing and then you're calling and then you're texting and then you're meeting on zoom with parents and then you're meeting with your staff and then you're meeting with the PLCs of your of your effort and if you're doing anything outside uh, district wise they're meeting on zoom and then parents want to meet you on zoom and then now in your own personal life because no one's going anywhere birthdays are now zoom calls and house are now zoom calls and church is now in zoom and is virtual and you're stuck on a screen y'all i began to get headaches migraines and i didn't know where they were coming from at first until i realized your eyes have been staring at this computer for hours and it feels like you're always on call and though people are like you're working from home, you're stuck in the house. And at this moment and this during this season, um, October 2020, in the, in the beginning of the, well, it was the middle of the kind of middle part of the pandemic in the beginning, still in the beginning, we're still in the pandemic. I bought a house and I loved my house, but I'm like, I'm in my house all the time. I'm leaving from upstairs, going downstairs to my office, turning on the computer, zooming, sitting there all hour upon hour. Then I'm on my phone, and then I'm watching TV, and then everything became strange. And we're like, we want to protect kids in screen time. And there was this whole argument about kids on the screen. And we don't want them on the screen. And as soon as they leave the Zoom screen, what are they doing? They're on their phones on another screen. And so we just threw that argument out because it was just like, how else are they gonna learn? Like parents just start fighting that battle. Like which it's just it is what it is right now. We're just fighting through a pandemic. And in the middle of all of this, y'all, I listened to my heart and my soul and my body. And it said, sir, you need a break and you need to get away. And I've never like y'all, I'm a workaholic. I am, you know, and I, I don't, I don't apologize for the, the level of work that I put in and I wouldn't call it a workaholic because that sounds um, unhealthy but sometimes it can be but when I think about Olympians and when I think about pro athletes when I think about people that's doing stuff stuff at the top of their level like people talk about it you can't get to the top without a but upon hours upon hours upon hours of investing in your craft and so I don't apologize for being an amazing teacher I don't apologize for being an amazing math teacher I don't apologize for being someone that can build relationships with some of the hardest to build relationship students. And so I don't apologize for that. I don't apologize for the kids that come to my class and say that they love math or they didn't feel like they can do math until they met me in the classroom. I don't apologize for that. It takes work. It takes work. It takes commitment. And though I wish in education in the state of North Carolina that they value teachers more, that they would pour into us more financially, monetarily, that they wouldn't stop asking us to do all these things out of the kindness of our hearts because our hearts are huge. They are big. They are f- they, they, these hearts are filled with so much patience and kindness and endurance, but these hearts, our hearts and hearts ache and mine begin to ache because of all that I was doing. And y'all like, I don't know where you're at in this journey. I recently two weeks ago tested positive for COVID. Like seriously had a little cough one day, took a rapid test um, that morning and it came back negative. Took a PCR went to the lab and it came back positive and so that was a thursday friday i wake up feeling like crap i'm like listen you need to go get another test and that's when the test came back positive we have martin luther king holiday on monday snow day tuesday so i'm spending all my quarantine at home you know the first thing i thought about how am i gonna get my kids through this time that's what that's how we think that's that is how we think it's it's like if i'm not there what are they going to do at least that's for me like how can i support them in my absence i don't want to get behind i don't want to to be stressed out my mom passed december 12th right the week before christmas break which there is no time where you can think about someone passing um but she passed. And I am thankful, though it was a holiday season, it was one of the hardest times for to experience death. I'm thankful that I had two weeks that I did not have to go back to work because I couldn't go back to work. I literally went back the first week after the break we had that Monday off because it was the third and we came back on that Tuesday and those four days wore me slam out I was literally in my room about to fall apart because I just it was too much and if you're listening today and if it's too much right now you need to take a day a two you need on the very next break, get away. I literally listened to my body several times through this pandemic and I got away. I've never done so much traveling. I've, I literally during spring break, Drove down to Jacksonville, Florida. Didn't really care too much for Jacksonville. i've Never been, so I decided to go. And then I went to Daytona. Then I ended up going to St. Augustine's, Florida. And I'm telling y'all, y'all need to go to St. Augustine. It's beautiful. It's a, uh, it's just an amazing place to go. Like I've never heard of St. Augustine, for Florida, until I was like talking to a friend. I was like, "Yeah, just ride right down." And I drove down. Got hotels. I saved up my money. I worked hustled on the side drove down, came back up, um, stopped off in uh, Savannah, Georgia, went to Hilton Head, you know, made my way back up to Charlotte into these places, met my my best friend in Savannah, and enjoyed my life because my body said, you need to get away. And I know somebody's listening and just like, but I got kids, I got a family, I got a whatever like that. You need to plan to get away. Listen to your body. Listen to your spirit. Listen to your soul. Listen to it. It is saying that if you do not get away, you're going to break. Now, I don't know why. I do know why. I can't say I don't know why I'm going this way because somebody's listening today and you're about to fall apart and literally... I'm telling you, literally, when my mom passed and I went back to work, I was just like, I don't even know how I'm going to do this. Like I'm sitting on sitting in my at my desk on Friday. And I literally I'm a spiritual man. I love God. And I began to put on a song um, by William McDowell. And the words just broke my spirit. And I began to weep because I just felt so overwhelmed. But in the midst of me being overwhelmed, I asked for help. I turned to my colleagues who saw what I was going through, who did reach out and ask me. And I'm telling you, like, being in the right place, though I do what I do and I reach out and I work the way I work, but I'm not the only one. And I'm being around people that can support you. One of my colleagues, when I came back to work, made lunch for me the entire week and said, you don't have to worry about lunch this week. And that 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 alone just lifted my heart it lifted my spirit it just let me know that I'm cared for and it got me through you have to surround yourself around people that can carry you y'all we carry so much like I carry a lot I carry a lot And it's hard sometimes for the overachiever, for the one that's going big, that's doing it hard. The one that is making sure that every kid has access to grade level engaging, affirming and meaningful shout out to Unbound Ed work. Those teachers expend a lot of energy and in your expenditure, you have to pour back into you. Before I go, I want you to really reflect on your journey. I want to tell you that you're an amazing teacher, you're an amazing educator, you're an amazing student, you are an amazing parent. Your heart says you're amazing. Do not let the pressures of battling this pandemic and all the inequities that we have to battle as a teacher in general, Tell you that you are uh, that you are not doing your job and that you are not doing it well. Listen to your body. Take the needed breaks. Lean on competent people. And if you're not in a place where there are a lot of competent people, you might want to start looking for a place where you can function with competent people. And I know sometimes you're the first thing you're, but I'm leaving the kids and and you have to weigh. The cost for your life and your journey and the energy and strength that you can bring to it. I'm telling somebody today that. You should listen to your body. Well, y'all, that's it for me today. I. That was just straight talking through everything. And I wanted to just reflect on this journey. I'm going to reflect again. Um, I'm going to have a little series of reflecting through the pandemic where I just talk about things that did not happen before. But, you know, 2020, 2021, 2022. 2022 this is what we do (laughs) from now on lord have mercy this is what we do um i am so so glad and i'm so thankful to have you join me today listen if you ever need a speaker keynote speaker workshop Host, if you ever need somebody, listen, I am your boy. You can find me on Facebook and IG at Mr. Dot James O'Neill or LinkedIn and Twitter at Mr. James O'Neill. O'Neill is O-N-E-A-L. And there is no dot on LinkedIn and Twitter. Again, find me at my website at MrJamesO'Neill.com where you can request and see other videos, find other podcasts, look me up, find other resources. I am here to serve. It is my heart to bring mastery for all, empowered by equity for all, through the belief of expectations for who? For all, y'all. And I'm super excited that you joined me. Have an amazing day.